0: Ready to get into the word, I had a message, and I just can't seem to remember what it was. <laughs> for those of you who have asked, we had a lot of people ask about the T-shirts last week <laughs> when uh, everybody who got baptized was baptized in a T-shirt. We do have those available for you guys if you want. Uh, they're in the well the way that it works is if you <laughs> and wait and, and but wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> If you want a t-shirt, if you buy a t-shirt for $12, you are buying your t-shirt and you are sponsoring someone being baptized to have a t-shirt. So I think that's a pretty good thing to sew into, not to mention the questions that you get when you wear this shirt in public. <laughs> I learned that yesterday. Um, but you know what? I just, I love what God's doing. I love the message that he's trying to get out to his people, so can we just. Dive right in. Come on, let's stand up and let's get into the Word of God. Amen. Okay. Here we go. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me, Where is your God? How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my God and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. Deep calls to deep. Deep calls to deep. All of your waves and breakers. Father, we are praying for the waves and the breakers today, God. We are praying, Father, for an awakening of the deep. Father, that it would call to the deep within us. Father, we are asking for living waters today, God. And so as we come under your word today, God, I pray there be a drenching, In this house, Father, I pray, Father, that you saturate dry soil today, God. I ask, Father, that you pour as only you can pour. And, Father, you said let the thirsty come, so here we come, God. Here we come, Lord. I ask, Father, that everything that is of me would be forgotten, but everything that is of you, God, would stand and produce fruit from here to eternity. In Jesus' name, and they all said... Amen, amen, amen. When you came in this morning, did you pass a table that had water bottles on it? Did anyone read the sign on the tables? What did it say? Important. Does everyone have a water bottle? Ushers, for those who may have missed the sign, has anyone ever missed a sign? (laughs) you know what all of our ushers might be uh, yeah so if you will raise your hand the volunteers on the back row will go and grab some water raise your hand miss cecilia's got some over here brad's got some over here because you're going to need these you might you might need a full bottle if you already drank your way through the first one you might need a second one Because, see, some of us learn better this way. If we can taste it, if we can touch it, if we can see it, if it's in front of us, there's a connection that's made right over here, guys. They're coming right here behind you. Tammy, can I have another one? I've got like three floating backstage, but thank you, ma'am. All right everybody got water it's coming this way all right open said water as such now now then did you know that the human body is 70% water did you know that that body needs at least 80 ounces of water a day. I didn't say eight, which is the average. (laughs) 80 ounces of water just to function. Just to function. That's not if you're running a marathon. That isn't if you're out, you know, mowing the yard and sweating profusely. Just to function. All of the organs in your body, everything in your body, needs water to function properly. Amen? Well, see, here's the thing. I believe God very often teaches us through the physical things that we need to know in the spiritual because he allows us to put our eyes on something so that we can understand something that's unseen does that make sense so today we are going to talk about living drenched living drenched we and as an object lesson i want you to understand that when we are talking about the water we are talking about the word of god the living water the living water so every time Today, when I share a scripture or refer to a scripture, we're going to take a drink of water. Let's practice. (laughs) Some of you I know don't like water, but some of you don't like the word either. So (laughs) you're going, oh, it's going to be one of those. But let me tell you, for both, you will develop a taste. And somebody had met me in the, uh, the oil earlier, and they said, you know, the more water you drink, the, the thirstier you become, the more you want. And only that will satisfy. It's the same way with the Word. So John 4:13 4, and 14. Those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Revelation 1.15. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. See, we're going to build a correlation between the water and the Word. Because you need to know there is a correlation between the water and the Word. Revelation 14.2, and I'll stop in a second this is just the fun part and I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and like the voice of loud thunder (sighs) see we have it on our signs we have it on our bulletins we have it on the doors when you come in live drenched, spring house worship and Arts Center live drenched what does that mean What does that mean? It's great, it's visual. I don't know how many of you saw the drenched guy when you came in the foyer. The huge, somebody's thinking, I didn't see anybody standing out there drenched. We can make that happen. But uh, the picture over there, the, the drenched guy, if you didn't see it coming in, pay attention as you go out. His head's thrown back, his arms are back, water's just washing over him. That was done by David Warren, by the way. One of the gifted artists in this body amazing. We just call it the drenched guy. (laughs) But see, we we put it everywhere. It's on the marquee out front, and it sounds good, and it's visual, and and we can get a picture of it, but how do you get there? What is it? What does it mean? Do you know that the word drenched is derived from a word that literally means to drink deeply? To drink deeply? So when we say that we live drenched... (laughs) I just hear this now. Well, the pastor says we're supposed to drink deeply. You know, but we're supposed to drink deeply of what? Of the Word. The washing of the water of the Word. That would be a reference. Washing of the water of the Word. But see, you can't grab hold of the vision. You can kind of hear us talk about it, but you can't grab hold of the vision if you don't know what the vision is. Habakkuk 2.2 says, Write the vision and make it plain on tables that he may run that reads it. Yes, that would be another drink. I told the first service, we'll have a bathroom intermission (laughs) (laughs) at about 15 after. Joel 2, 28 says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Well, this thing, you can take a drink there. I've already been through one service. Y'all have to offer me a little bit of grace (laughs) with this water thing. But the vision, it says we're supposed to make the the vision plain so that you can run with it. So, you can run with it. So, if we're going to say we are Springhouse Worship and Arts Center and we're going to live drenched, I want to make it so plain for you that you can grab hold of it and run with it. That you can get the t shirt and mean it. Yeah. You know? So, to live drenched, so many things have been spoken over this body. For those of you who have been here a long time, you might remember some of the words that have been spoken over this body. Starting back in 1997, was the first. Uh, one that I recorded, but we've had words spoken over this body, visions that have been shared, like one was, there was a hand extended over this body, uh, like the hand of God, and water was running through the fingers, and everyone who came under it, there was healing. There was another word that was spoken, and there uh, uh, there was just a deluge of water, just this massive amount of water pouring from the heavens, and it was pooling on the rooftops, and the, the admonition was, if you will praise your way through a breakthrough, we will open up this barrier between us and the water. If we can just, just, with everything in us, if we can worship our way through to this breakthrough, there was this rush of water. Then there was another vision that was spoken, and it was that someone saw the water levels rising, and there was water rushing over the thresholds from this building. That's entirely scriptural, you know that? It's entirely scriptural, but for me personally, Live Drenched began in 1997, and I was standing, I still believe in dreams and visions, I still believe that God does now the things that he did before, I still believe that he's a miraculous God, I still believe in the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit, I believe that God still operates in those, Um, and so in 1997 I was cleaning the house, which Hal considers a miracle and not really um i was cleaning but it wasn't a miracle uh i was cleaning the house and i call it a vision because it's one of those moments where you aren't concentrating on god you're not thinking about those things you're just cleaning the house and all of a sudden this thing was dropped into my spirit and what i saw in my spirit was i was standing in the midst of this crowd and there was this picture it was a beautiful picture it was a a a big silver uh, pouring vessel And I was surrounded by people, and they had cups in their hands, and their hands were extended toward me. And so I just, with great benevolence, began to pour into those cups, you know. And and the people would grab their cups, and they would step away, so pleased with what they had. And so I poured, and I poured, and I poured. And then all of a sudden I looked, and what was in their cups had no substance. There was nothing there. There was the appearance of something, but there was no water. Have you ever been somewhere where there was an appearance of water, but there was no water? And I looked into the picture that I had, into that big vessel, and there was desert sand swirling in the bottom of it. And I dropped to my knees in my living room, and I heard the Lord speak to me, and He said, You cannot Give to others what you yourself do not possess. And I said, God, drench me. God, I don't ever want to give them something and then think that they have something and they have no substance to it. I want it to be water. I want it to be alive. I want it to be something that they can drink of and never thirst again. I want that kind of water in my life. So there have been so many prophecies, so many dreams spoken over this house before we ever became Spring House. We are Spring House because that's what we are. It's what God spoke over us long ago, you know, and I don't want to get into that because Pastor Ronnie's going to teach on that, but so many prophecies and visions were, were given concerning this area. Now, Before I go into church lingo, I don't want to go into that. I want to explain to you when I say water. If you've grown up in church, we just kind of correlate water with the word, right? Well, if you didn't grow up in church and people are going, Lord, drench me. I need more water. They're going, what? What what does that mean? So it's the washing of the water of the word. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22 says, Dear friends, you can drink now. Listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live. Really live. Body and soul, they are bursting with health. Bursting with health. John 10.10 says, I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. What does that mean? Life more abundantly, zoe life, rich and full, full of logos, full of living word, rich and resplendent, drenched in the word, the kind of life, and see, it's not just about knowing the scriptures, it's about living the scriptures. It's not about just being able to recite them, it's about being able to grab hold of the water that's on the inside of them, that thing that drenches us, that thing that changes our lives. And see, we are so used to operating at a deficit. We are so used to functioning at a spiritual deficit. We do it physically. We go without the water that we need. And all of a sudden, we begin to feel the effects of not having that water in our system. But we have become accustomed to being spiritually dehydrated because we don't recognize the signs anymore because we don't know what it looks like to be healthy. (laughs) We don't understand it You know but God said he came to give us life And that in abundance And that's what we want to grab hold on to So when I'm talking about water I'm talking about the word I'm talking about it saturating us You know the word drenched It does mean to drink deeply But it also means to soak Layer upon layer upon layer It is literally the picture of being steeped Like a tea bag to be steeped and so surrounded in it that what's on the inside begins to come out. Does anybody want to be steeped? (laughs) I personally would prefer that people are not around sometimes when what's on the inside of this heart comes out. Sometimes God, I love that he graciously delivers us in the privacy of our own mind. Aren't you glad? I'm glad mine aren't on the marquee. But he graciously gives us the opportunity to deliver us. I love that. Are you thirsty? Do you know that you're thirsty? John four thirteen says Jesus answered and said, "Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but who drinks of the water that he will give will never thirst again." So I ask you, are you thirsty? I just want to take you through a few steps to help you determine. This week we're going to talk about if you are dehydrated. Next week, we're going to talk about what living drenched looks like. And then the third week together, we're going to talk about how do you get there? I mean, practical steps. How do you incorporate this into your life? So number one, we are going to look, don't look at your neighbor and go, that's describing you, you're dehydrated. The very first one, as is already up there, is that you are tired You're exhausted. It's like you're just tired. You're one of those people, you go to bed and you're like, oh, it's the best part of your day is going to bed. The best part of your day is going to bed and you go to bed and you're like, I'm just so tired. I don't know why I'm so tired. Did you know that his word will strengthen you? The word of God says, I will strengthen those who render service unto the Lord. that tired exhaustion you just can't get on your feet spiritually that is a sign of spiritual dehydration it's a sign of physical dehydration but it is a sign of physical dehydration if you are tired and exhausted all the time you need water you need the word okay you need the water you need the word Okay, so you are tired or you're exhausted. Some of us have legitimate reasons for being so. That's why they call it Mother's Day. They get to celebrate your exhaustion for just a little bit. You're tired, you're exhausted, but some you have no reason to be so drained. You're so drained. You need some word in you. Second thing is, uh, is, is helplessness. You're tired. You're helpless. You start to feel you're one of the weak ones. See, unfortunately, the houses of God, the the churches across the land are getting fuller and fuller while the maturity level of the people in them is getting lower and lower. Why? Why is that? Because we're not teaching people the word. We're not teaching them to get in there and dig for themselves. To get into the word. You can dance all day. You can sing all day. But if you have nothing to stand on. When the enemy hits you. Chances are you're not going to dance your way through it. You better have somewhere to stand. And see the people who are weak. In the spirit. These are the ones. And please don't let the enemy. use Make this a condemnation place for you. Let it be a challenge point for you. But if you cannot get a breakthrough. On your own in your prayer life and somebody always has to pray for you to get you over that edge, you need more word in you. You need more word of God in you. It needs to be manifest in your life. If you are one who is given to habitual sin, we're all given to sin, but if you are one who is constantly falling to habitual sin 10 years into your relationship with Christ, you don't have enough word in you. If you are weak, in your spirit walk, if every wind blows you this way and that way, you need more word in you. You need more water. You are dehydrated. The third one, and I'm afraid these people are going to get mad at me, but the third sign is irritability. I call these the eggshell people. You walk by them like this, hoping they won't see you. These are the ones that if you just look at them funny, they want to call a meeting with the pastor. <laughs> or if you don't speak to him in the hallway, you'll get an email from them that's three pages long about the love of God. Really? <laughs> I'm deleting this email account. I just want you to know that these people they're irritable they're grouchy it's like everything just pushes their buttons because they think grace is a woman's name (laughs) their middle name is confrontation well you just better confront that you just better confront that I'm gonna confront that why don't you confront the throne of God you just hit the altars a little bit and go God am I wrong here God maybe I should just forgive them anyway if you're going to confront something confront your attitude (laughs) See, this is why I only get up every once in a while (laughs) pastor Ronnie's like clean up your mess after you're finished If you're irritable, if you're grouchy, if you're an eggshell person, if people are afraid to talk to you about anything because they're afraid of your response, you want a good clue if you're one of those people? I'll give you two. When was the last time you looked in the mirror and saw a smile? And when was the last time that you had to go talk to somebody and when you met them they were smiling at you? Because, see, sometimes some people see you coming and they hide behind the welcome center. <laughs> people are going to go peep, peeping over the welcome center <laughs> just to see, just to see. But you know what? If you are grouchy and irritable and on edge all the time, you need water, you need the word. You need the word and you think, well, I'm just in a bad mood. No, your water level's low. Your water level's low. You ought to slosh when you walk. (laughs) It ought to be messy. You ought to just love like crazy. Come here, give me a hug. I would rather them run from me for that reason than run from me for the other. Are you irritable? Are you grouchy? Your water level's low. Are. Are. Pirates out there. Are. I know it's so tired. <laughs> Restlessness. Restlessness and confusion. There's this restless mind thing that happens where you just can't settle on anything and confusion comes. When you don't have enough water, you can't think straight. That's what it's saying. And you know what? Some of us don't have enough water. And you know, one of the issues is when you don't have enough word in you, enough water in you to think straight, to, to make your decisions based on the word of God, what you will see happen in your life is that things that were once black and white to you, now are just kind of gray uh yeah maybe it used to be wrong if it was wrong then it's wrong now if mama said don't do it you probably still ought not be doing it But see, these shades of gray, gray come in and we have this moral ambiguity where we begin to measure our success by the, the success of those around us. We begin to measure our obedience by those around us. Instead of going, well, the Word of God says I shouldn't do this, we go, well, uh, well, Tammy does this. Not that Tammy does anything. But you go, "Well, well, she does this and doesn't seem convicted by it. That is not your measuring line. That is not your measuring line. Just because you're in prison, not in prison yet, doesn't mean you're not a criminal. Just means you've not been caught. And see, sometimes we only have enough water in us, enough word and truth in us to keep us out of the big sins that will get us locked up. But we don't have enough in us to go, you know, I'm convicted about watching that trash on television. And so we just watch it anyway. And then we wonder why we just feel like, oh, I don't know, God's not speaking to me right now. He can't get through the garbage. It's just an opinion. (laughs) But you know what? It's like we need enough water of the Word in us that we don't have to have someone else convict us, that the Holy Spirit can just whisper, just whisper. I feel like sometimes he has to stomp his feet and yell and and use the the cones with me, you know, over here, over here. That's how I feel. I feel when my water level is low the next is S sluggish response now you can respond (laughs) it's like the sluggish response it's like I don't know if this has ever happened to you but if you are in any form of leadership and you go we're gonna have a meeting Tuesday night and everybody rolls their eyes (sighs) People who wanted to be on your team in the first place. Oh, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. Until you ask them to. (laughs) Well, I'm really too busy, you know. Or just this sluggish response. We don't finish what, what we intended to finish and we're just slow in our actions and we don't want to commit to anything. You know, seven weeks? You want me to teach the children on Wednesday night for seven weeks? Did you know... (laughs) Uh, Did you know that we used to have classes for 12 weeks on Wednesday nights, but we had to stop doing that because we lost half of the people around week seven? That was before you guys came. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. It's like halfway through the first three weeks, we're like, oh, this is awesome. This is good. This is, oh, I will be here. And then it's like, ribbit. You know, we got to finish what we start. Let's finish strong. What a concept. Let's finish strong. We're great at starting strong. Let's finish strong. You know what? My mom finished strong. My mom finished strong. We can finish strong. We can live drenched. We can have enough word in us that we can do this thing. Sluggish. T, the next one. Tearless. If you don't have enough water in you physically, you cannot cry. It's just a fact. You can't. The tear ducts don't work. If you don't have enough water in you spiritually, you will lose your ability to walk in compassion. You will go numb, you will get dry, and the altars will lose all of their passion for you. It's like the altars fill up and somebody is travailing before the Lord and you're back there like this. Hmm. Did you know you need some water? Because God is compassionate. God weeps with those who weep. God mourns with those who mourn. God pours out. That would be a water moment for you guys. God does these things. He is touched by the very feeling of our infirmities. And see, we've gone so numb and so unconscious to it because we see it on television. 24 hours a day, death and murder and rape and, and uh, child abuse and you name it and it's on there and we've become anesthetized to it. Things that would have made our parents cringe just buzz through us in a line on the bottom of the television set. We've become tearless. And see, we don't want to cry because then people think there's something wrong with them. Let me tell you something, tearlessness is more the oddity. Because God created us to be compassionate. Compassionate. To be moved by the the breaking hearts and humanity all around us. Can I get the praise and worship team up, Pastor Wayne? And the final one, why? See, we've gone T-H-I-R-S-T-Y. Why? The final is you have become yielding. Not in the way that biblically we should yield, but in a way that compromises us to the things that we would have never done before. We have thrown up the white flag. I give up. It's too hard. I just can't do this anymore. You need water. You need water. You need the Word of God. See, if we're going to live drenched and full, let the cup overflow. There's no such thing as too drenched. There is no such thing as too much overflow when it comes to the Word of God. Amen? Instead of an altar call today, the thing that the Lord placed (laughs) in my heart, we're going to go out rejoicing. I want to share with you, though, the thing the Lord gave me when He had given me the vision of the empty vessel. And I hope I can remember it because I just want to share a poem that He gave me. And you can. It said, Here I am again, sweet Lord. This vessel parched and dry. Moistened only by the tears, I have no strength to cry. My head too heavy, Lord, to lift. My feet too sore to stand. My back is bent with burdens great, and I hold forth an empty hand. Rivers of your life I seek. Oil enough to fill. This vessel then to drench the cups of all who thirst and will. Springs to wash away the drought, fresh rain from your throne. Do so sweet to wash these feet that I may kiss your own. So wash away all trace of dust, O wells of water, shout. Come closer, steal this vessel, fill, for I must be poured out. Amen? Amen. So can we stand together? Can we stand together? You guys are want to get, going to want to get in the altar for this because what we're going to do is we are going to rejoice and then we're going to go out from this place and we are going to begin to drink of the word. Amen and amen. So let me give them their blessing before the final song. Can I do that? Yeah, can I give them a piece of direction? While you're go doing right ahead. <clears throat> if you're a dancer, you need to come down front now. <laughs> metaphorically and spiritually, <laughs> you are a dancer, come. Because this is what's happening, you all are about to be dismissed and you're in dismissal mode. No, no. Okay, we're, we're going out like pastor said, pastor requested that we do this, and some of you are gonna go, wait, this is not, I'm ready for lunch, so clear the aisles out, if you've got your Bibles at your feet, put them up on your chairs, and here's your blessing, could you raise here's your, your blessing. hand? blessing. This is one that you get to immediately walk out. Father, let your waters rise within us. I ask, Father God, for a drenching of your rain, of the living Word of God. May out of our bellies flow living waters. Father, today as we worship, as we approach the throne, God, I ask for a drenching of your Spirit, Father. A release of the Spirit, Father. A love for your Word that awakens all and changes everything. And they all said... Amen. Say, I got the river.